Hi guys, we're finally back. We're back. It feels like it's been so long. I don't think it's been that. I think it's only been two weeks. Yeah, well, we recorded early last time because I was out of town, so we haven't like done this in a bit. Yeah. But we, I think we've still been on schedule. I've lost track of time for a brief period be. of time. So. <laughs> How have you been? You know, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same. So you know what? That's that's about the best we can do right now. Yeah. Um, so um, we are here to talk about, we had a question that did okay. So we're going <laughs> to, should we just knock that out first? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we could say this is Black Chicklet. Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, this is Black Chicklet. You're... We, You're Danny. I'm Molly. I'm Danny. <laughs> Tell you, it was a hard week. I'm Danny. And, and I'm she, Molly. Yes. We will get it together by the end of the 40 whatever minutes we have here. Um, we finished up recently Bluebird Bluebird. So that was pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we finished that up. Um, very excited. Uh, we'll announce, you know, as usual, our next book at the end. Yeah. But this we, bonus. Yes. Which we need to rebrand, by the way. That was another topic we had. Because they're not really bonus if they're regularly scheduled, right? I guess. I don't know. I feel like, like, because, <laughs> like, then if we want to do another random one, we have nothing oh, to title that's it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. If it's an actual bonus episode. Yeah. Maybe we should just BCL chat. This is your monthly BCL chat. But, uh, I like that. Yeah. For this month's question, we asked if any of you were doing National Novel Writing Month, and mm-hmm. the great majority of you were like, nah. You're like, ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> so <laughs> we put up a poll on Twitter and got mm-hmm. a, uh, roughly 20-ish votes. I feel like we got more when it, people were really invested when we were asking what to watch for our for our birthday, yeah, we got yeah, a bit more people responses. like that. Yeah, people are just not feeling, or maybe it was too early. Maybe people aren't thinking about it yet. Could but twenty percent um, said yes, definitely. Forty-seven percent said maybe I haven't decided, and thirty-two percent said no, I don't have the time. I'm with mm-hmm. the nose. <laughs> I did attempt it once. Have you ever attempted Nanorimo? I never have. I've never gotten past like signing up for the mailing list. <laughs> I did it. I was in Iowa, so I had like nothing else to do with my time. Nothing uh-huh. better to do. So I was like, I'm going to write a book. And so I sat down <laughs> on novel writing month. I said, the problem is I didn't plan at all. And I think they do encourage you to plan somewhat. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to write this book. And it's like, I'm going to write 2,000 words a day. It it quickly crumbled because I had no idea where I was going. It's like saying you're going on a road trip and not knowing where you're <laughs> not where going. Your where you, take is. Yeah, or where you want to go. Yeah. So it quickly crumbled. I've always been like, I should try again, but that burned me so bad. I was like, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was meaning to ask. I was going to ask like follow up questions to this question, and then life uh, happened, so it didn't happen. Yeah. But I did want to know like what people if they weren't going to do it, what was the biggest hindrance? My hindrance is time. Yeah, probably time. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, have you heard? Because you're in. I feel like you're more in touch with, like, the writerly. You're more, I don't know what I'm about to say. Ignore me. Anyway, have you heard the <laughs> criticism about NaNoWriMo? That I have not. Some authors don't like it because they think it focuses too much on quantity as opposed to quality. And then I think people uh, are like, well, that's the point. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I mean, if it's encouraging people to write, you know, go out there mm-hmm. and 
do you? It's kind of like when people say, I don't like YA because, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, uh, you know, it's, if it's people reading, go ahead. If it's people writing, go ahead. Yeah. It did. Wasn't that um, Water for Elephants? I think that was the product of a National Novel Writing Month. I think that was a National. Oh, was it? Yeah. You I read that. I did not didn't read. you? I bought it. Oh, you did it. <laughs> I own it. I have not read it. What is that about? I know it's about a circus. It's like, yeah. yeah. And so I think it's like two people who work at a circus. That's literally as far as my knowledge of it goes. <laughs> and it's sitting on my bookshelf. So Yeah. After reading The Night Circus, I'm like, I'm done with circus books. Oh, that's the one. That's the one yeah, you're telling me to read. Yeah, I read The Night Circus, which is great if you really like reading about a circus. Because that's... <laughs> The book is exactly what it says on the cover. It's very pretty, and it's, like, she's very creative, but it's, like... But it is about a circus. It's just about a circus. I see. So, sometimes the circus disappears. Sometimes... Oh, what? Yeah, it's just strange. So, so I guess that's all. I really don't have much more to say about NaNoWriMo. This question was kind of a dud, and I take full blame for it. Sorry, folks. That's Okay. (laughs) We'll get it next time. It's hard coming up questions for you all. Runs I think I have month. a good one for, for the next um, PCL chat. Ooh, I'm excited. Do you want to save it now or save it for the end? I'll, no, I'll save it for the end of next episode. Oh, that's right. See, I can't like, be I'm a mess. giving away my, my secrets. Your secrets. Okay, <laughs> hold on to it because we're going <laughs> to feel like we're going to need it. Um, so instead, we just thought we'd talk books and drama yeah. and... Anything else that happens to pop into our head. Should we talk about our favorite sci-fi author first and how no one's putting any respect on her name? Yes. Um, (laughs) So uh, if I think we talked about Nettie is getting um, her own television series on HBO, um, Who Fears Death. They're adapting her book, Who Fears Death. And Mm -hmm. um, George R. R. Martin, who's the author of a Song of Ice and Fire series, is one of the producers on the show. Um, as far as I know, I think that they kind of know each other. Like, you know, when all that sad puppies bullshitty stuff oh, came yeah. out, like they all had commented and they seemed to at least know who one another were. So it and would Molly, make sense that. And Molly mm-hmm. explains all the sad puppy BS <laughs> in the in the um, Binti episode. The Binti, so you can go yes. back and listen to what that's about. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Um, I don't know if we mentioned, but Jimson won um, again. So she won a Yugo for the second year in a row um, for um, her. I think it's the second or third. And is it called Broken Earth series? That sounds. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still um, making my way through 100,000 Kingdoms. which is her other big series. And I got the uh, the collected edition of like all three of them. So it's like a huge book and it's hard to hold. And I'm like, I really wish I had bought this on Kindle or something. Because that's like the only thing that's slowing me down because it's, it's I can't so really massive. carry it around with me because yeah. it's so big. So I believe that she just recently won. I'd like to I uh, uh, see something, but... We're going to have to read one of her books, too. Yeah, um, I have. Um, I was just going to say I got the first. Is it fifth season? They had a it yeah. was on sale. I missed the Kindle sale when it was three dollars. But it was again, <laughs> it was on sale on Audible for three dollars again. So I have the audio book. 
So it's a nice lengthy read. So I think, yes, we're going to, we were talking about how we have to do one of her novels. Yeah. So she's a little bit um, denser fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, while she, uh, She's getting Nettie, a TNT series, isn't she? I think she is. Yeah. I can't remember which, which book though. The fifth season, it, I think. Is it the fifth season? I believe so. Um, I think that's why it's been on sale so much recently. Could be. So Nettie, um, who, as you said, wrote the Binti series um, that we reviewed, um, she is getting a lot of press because, you know, HBO, what's going to be the big show after Game of Thrones? What's going to be the big show? And um, I think that this has the potential to be really talked about or um, really well-received as people kind of look for what's going to be the next big um, sci-fi fantasy show on HBO. And unfortunately, I think in people's rush to um, say, ooh, another thing by George R. R. Martin, they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, his new his new book, his new book is getting in a series too. And they're just kind of erasing Nettie completely out of the conversation. And yeah. it's like, uh, no, relax yourself. <laughs> yeah. This is a totally different author. And I, I, we were talking about this a bit before we started. Now they've pivoted, pivoted away from, you know, uh, George R. R. Martin's Who Fears Death to uh, Nettie Okofora, the new uh, Martin. And it's kind of like, yes. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's, guys, relax, relax. Yeah. She could be her own thing. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago Magazine did a story online, and it's still headlined this. Is Nettie Okorafor the next George R.R. R. Martin? And it's like, probably not. She's a black woman, and he's an old white man. So I was telling them, anytime you set up, is blank the next blank? You're, you're setting yourself limiting. up for failure. Yeah, and you're already limiting how you can critique that person on their own merit. So True, true. And I think that's yeah. probably the even bigger thing because I, I do like George R. R. Martin a lot. And I think that he is, a, a, you know, more of a sane kind of voice and the Song of Fire, Fire books, despite kind of what you see in the TV shows, are a little bit more forward thinking, especially on gender. Um so if I had to be compared to a fantasy writer, yeah, that would be pretty cool. This super mega famous rich person who wrote these awesome books. But at the same time, like you said, it's discounting all of the work that Nettie has already done on her own. Like Benty and Benty Home are completely awesome. And they're totally different things than um, Song of Ice and Fire. They're They're the same genre, yes, but they are... So, like, they're taking their influences from different places. The writing style is so different. The fantasy worlds are so different. To compare them is not, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> I right. don't know. Now I'm getting right. like worked up. It's like, no, uh, no, it's right. You're right. Binti is 90 pages long, and like, uh, uh, a Game of Thrones is like 1,200 pages long. Like, those are two very different types of ways to tell a story that just when you even get down to the very technicality of it, they're very, very different. Yeah. The only thing that really unites them is the genre. Like beyond that, hers is more Afrofuturism. His seems to be more like, like traditional fantasy. 
from what I yeah. can tell. I've never, I haven't seen or read Game of Thrones yet. Yeah. So, and honestly, like I, even when we're on the scale of um, Nettie to Jimson, I think Nettie's kind of more that science fiction-y um, kind of slanted fantasy. Mm-hmm. So even the genres aren't quite, quite matching up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's interesting that HBO is releasing this. I noticed they have shut the hell up about their uh, Confederate uh-huh. series. Uh-huh. It just needs to go away. So um, It does, very quietly. Yes, just, just, just let it take die. it out back. <laughs> Tell it to Set look it at the free. flowers. Set it free. So, um, but yeah, it's uh-huh. just the headlines. You see your George R.R. R. Martin adapting fantasy novel Who Fears Death for HBO. And so HBO really needs some We Don't Hate Black People uh, yeah, I, I saw that they, uh, they, uh, I, I think that they, uh, renewed Insecure already. Good, yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah, see, see? Well, they did that when, after they announced Confederate and then everybody was like, there was all that backlash. They're like, no, we got these two black people working on it. They didn't lead with those two oh, black people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they didn't did lead with those. That. Yeah. Or maybe it was more than two. It may have been like four. There was like a writer, a producer, Maybe it was just yeah. the two. But they're I like, think it was like a husband and wife team because I think that they they worked on that show uh, Justified. Yeah. And I was like, I know her. But it was still like they weren't, they weren't, you, you know, didn't lead with until, them. Yeah. yeah. You, you led with the two white Game of Thrones dudes. So. Right. And then all, it was so like, no, this, no, it's cool. I promise. It was like, yeah. oh my God. Well, and so because I made that because it's the same thing. They're going with the people they think are like, the names that the people yeah. will, yeah, it's like George R. R. Martin, these Game of Thrones dudes, and then it's just sort of biting them in the ass. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Nettie's work is really amazing, and she's an award winner. She won't stop posting these <laughs> damn bugs on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I like the Twitter. And as we were going through the episode, I saw the one where she was like, I think Frank Miller is my favorite audiobook narrator. And I was like, I know who that is. And I felt so excited because <laughs> I feel like I'm finally getting this audiobook world. But yeah, yes. she, she tweets fairly often. And there's a yeah. lot of animals and bugs. Yes. So get to know Nettie. Like, if you don't know her, get to know Nettie for Nettie. Yes. I think you won't be disappointed. And as I said, my father is anxiously awaiting <laughs> the release of Ben T3. Eagerly awaiting. He's also like uh, reading Patricia Hill Collins. <laughs> like That name sounds so familiar. Who has she done? She is like an academic um, and like a black feminist um, sociologist. Um, so my, my, my dad's white. Like, <laughs> You're like a white guy. guy. And my mom um, teaches critical race theory. So my father recently retired. So he's been reading a lot more. And I guess he was like, I need something to read. I need something (gasps) to read. Oh, this was the story you told that was kind of cute. So kind of hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he went to the library and he was like, um, uh, he called me. He he goes to the library a lot, and um, sometimes he'll just call me. He'll take the call right in the middle of the library, and I never know what he's <laughs> talking to. So he was like, um, oh, I'm trying to find some books, some audio books. And he was like, have you heard of this uh, Between the World and Me? 
And I was like, you know, I didn't read it, but I think someone, and I could have sworn it was Danielle, but I was like, I think someone told me it it was good, but it wasn't written quite for a black audience. Um, and I think, and I can't remember who said this or where I saw it. They said it was written as if for white people who don't really know any black people. <laughs> I can't really go ask them these questions. And so, um, and I have read it, and I will say that's not wholly unfair. Yeah, like not to say it's bad, but just to say like it's it's kind of taking you back, like eight steps. It's it's working on some basics. It's working on some basics. Um, so then I hear hear him say to what turns out to be the librarian, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, my daughter says that this is a book for white people who don't know any black people, so I'm gonna pass." <laughs> Oh, I was like, I love you. You're too cute. So, yeah, That's he's reading awesome. Patricia Hill Collins now and um, getting woke. That's good. That's good. I'm glad. I will say I like um, I, I always mispronounce Tanisi Coates. And I do uh-huh. want to read his My President Was Black. It has to, oh. I have to read it at a time when I'm more emotionally stable to read it. And at a time when the president isn't a, you know, baboon. Yeah. But, uh, and then he just put out that... Um, America's first first white white president president, or something. I was like, oh God. Like I was reading some of the poll quotes from there. I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. I got to read that too. I just got to be in a better mental I got, oh yeah. I was like, I can't, I cannot right now. Like, you know, maybe in three or four years, I'll go back and read it and be like, "Mm, I was going through some shit then. I was like, this I'm glad I didn't know this then either because it would have made it worse. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like uh-huh. the premise of first, uh, the first white president and that like, yeah, it, I think the argument he's saying is he was the first president elected because he was white and yeah. yeah, or just his whole, his whole being is his opposition to America's Anything first black white. president. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Lin-Manuel Miranda, the guy who wrote Hamilton told oh him he was going God. to hell today. I saw I mean, that. it was yesterday. I don't know. It was this weekend. And I was like, you tell him. I love like, Lin-Manuel Miranda. So. Okay. So I enjoy Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I, I don't know if you have the Hamilton app, but they do those lotteries for yes. tickets. Because yes. tickets are like $300 a pop out here. And so my boyfriend really wanted to go. And he's like, well, we can enter this lottery. And I swear, like, all the people in his office, I guess, did it. And his coworker got tickets, like, the second lottery he entered. And we entered every single day, every single lottery for, like, two straight weeks. (laughs) And I think it's over now, so. Oh, I'm so sorry. They're coming to St. The tour is coming to St. Louis next April. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, so, do I go broke trying to buy tickets? I don't know what I don't to know, do. Girl, it's hard out here. I know. I will say, um, one of the very, very first podcasts I ever started listening to, um, it's called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um, and they're the McElroy brothers. They do like a billion podcasts. But I guess like Lynn befriended them several years ago. <laughs> And um, he did a song about a horse for them. And it's like, that was the first yes. I had ever heard of him. I've heard What's of this that? horse song. It's so hilarious. It's it's super funny. So that was like the first time I heard from him. And then I was like, 
<laughs> everyone else was like Hamilton. I was like, that's the guy from my brother, my brother and me. That dude's funny. And and he narrates um, the brief wonders life yes. of Oscar. Yeah, I was thinking is, about like, one of my it. very favorite books. What's yeah. that? I was thinking about getting it just to like hear him narrate it. Yeah, I listened to the sample, which was like a good twenty minutes long. And I was like, <laughs> am I gonna have to buy this book again? This will be like the eighth time I bought this book. <laughs> You got me to read that book, and I need to read it again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do follow um, Juno Diaz on Twitter, on Facebook. Oh, yeah. He's super, like, he is I bet not he's playing mad. around on Facebook. He's not. Mm-hmm. Or he is, and, like, he's not here to fuck around. No, no. So. <laughs> uh, I do need to, you also said I need to finish reading This Is How You Lose Her. And so I'll oh, yeah. That. It's good. I mean, all of his books are about, like, fuck boys. But it's, it's like, you know, get into the soul of a fuck boy. exactly what, what made is. him that way. It's like high literature about like just, yeah, I can't say it any more perfect than what you did. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Mrs. Orange Fool, which is how Molly referred to Trump once and how I will only refer to him from now on. I may have just been sleep deprived, but it cracked me up for like five Oh, because minutes. of that little YouTube man? They need to leave that YouTube man alone. What YouTube man? This is a different thing. Oh, remember, I I think I told you this. I think it was the YouTube guy and he dresses up like an old timey man and does like old recipes and he did one called Orange Pool and he started getting like no. death threats. No, I didn't know that. And he was like, he got on, he was like, guys, I don't, he's like, I'm not political. He has like a little tricorder hat on. He's like, I just want to. <laughs> But he does do a series called Food of the Enslaved. Interesting. <laughs> Which it's very cool because I don't think a lot of like these kind of PBSE back in time things like really take into account that black history, you know, is American history. And mm-hmm. from the second anyone thought about this country, like black people have been there like influencing it. So I think uh-huh. it's really cool to say like. Yes, this is what black people were eating at that time. But that That's, name, though, Food of the Enslaved, I'm like, Could have used some workshopping. But it, it doesn't make me feel good. I guess <laughs> slavery wouldn't, you know? It's and maybe not supposed it, to. Yeah, and maybe if it was really sort of, like, not good, it's like this. Because, you know, people are trying to, like, not like not whitewash. What is it? Like, they're trying to downplay what slavery yeah, was. He's like, yeah. this is... I don't know what the food is, but it's like he's trying to say this is what it was. It wasn't saw, regular meals. Um, we saw a BuzzFeed video today, and it was about fried chicken at three different price points. And it was oh, the worth most, it. <laughs> worth it. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And, um, <laughs> so they went to Sylvia's, and then they went to get, like, some hot chicken and then they went to like a Korean noodle place and got like chicken that they just smeared in caviar. And <laughs> um, yeah, what's that? That's the whole series. Like I watched a lot of Worth It episodes and they go all around L.A., which kind of makes me jealous because some of the place sounds really good. But whenever they get to the most expensive one, it's usually just like a food covering gold or truffles <laughs> or caviar. Like they don't yeah. really do much or like maybe they just throw diamonds on it. So now it costs $2,000. Like that's right. it. once it gets to that point, right. that's really the only thing you can do to make it that expensive. Because it was just chicken. Like it was just... <laughs> chicken that they like put in some buttermilk but anyway so the guy at the hot chicken place was like um you know i'm taking from all these different cultures and trying to respect them and um he's like you have the 
this from Ethiopia and you have this from Sweden because I guess he was mixed. And then he said, and then you take like traditions of the um, American South. And then at some point he was like, uh, you know, this comes from like uh, before the Great Migration. This is what the working class ate. And I was like, working class. Black people. Yeah, black. Like, I don't know if I don't know if slaves consider themselves the working class. Yeah. Well, if it was before the Great Migration, I don't know what its time period is, right? Exactly, because it's like Great Migration is close enough to the end of, like, uh, you know, you got Jim Crow, you got, uh, what was it, Reformation, Restoration? (laughs) I don't think at any of those points, any black person in the South would have been like, I'm the working class. Right. Oh, my gosh, so what's the name? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You have me. I completely forgot what the end of the Civil War period was called. It wasn't Reformation. <laughs> what was it called? What was it called? Y'all, we're Googling? recording. Yes, we recorded this really late. And so like yeah. my Reconstruction. Reconstruction. <laughs> I knew as you said it, that wasn't right, but I could not think what well, it look, was. It starts with an R. Yes. I'm so bad right now. It's late. It's, it's, it's late and it's a Sunday. And so we're going to get this done though. But uh, I was leading into this. So this is related. I was leading into the story about how a librarian in Massachusetts mm-hmm. turned down a donation of Dr. Seuss books from Melania, Mrs. Orange Fool Trump. And, uh, and apparently she said they should go to less, they should go to underfunded and underprivileged communities that uh-huh. continue to be marginalized and maligned by policies put in place by Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos. Mm. And I'm like, librarians, I didn't realize, I don't know when I learned this, but librarians are sort of like hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. They're not fucking around. She also said that some of the Dr. Seuss books were racist Dr. propaganda. Zoys. Yeah, were racist propaganda and they're s- steeped in harmful stereotypes. So she was like. True. Then she yeah. dressed up as Cat in the Hat. So I don't know what was going on. <laughs> But I'm like, I kind of appreciate. I was with her. Like, I was with her. Yeah. I just What's love his it. name? Like, hated kids, didn't he? Or am I slandering this man? Who? Zoys. Oh, um, apparently he was super racist. Like, he had some racist propaganda, but apparently later in his career, he, like, apo- said they were wrong and apologized oh. for them. But I don't know how. You know, I don't know the context of the apology. I don't know what he said in the apology. But I did do know that at some point he backtracked. So uh, I think some of the racist stuff happened during World War Two, and so oh, they were like, right. "Yeah, okay, I'm getting him, yeah, unflattering mm-hmm. images of like the Japanese Japanese stuff. people." I'm getting him mixed up with a doll who hated children. Oh yeah, what was that thing? So this is related. Apparently, Charlie was supposed to be black. Oh yeah, I heard about that. But then I heard like, uh, you know, don't run away with that theory too. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like Ronald, Raul, whatever his name. I don't like Raul Dahl's books on an aesthetic level. I thought James and the Prime Peach was stupid. I think Big FG or whatever it is. I think I don't like his weird fantasy, quirky aesthetic. I really don't uh-huh. like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, just, I, don't, I don't like I don't, it. Yeah, I don't like his whole feel. So I didn't read he any of those He killed those articles. kids. He did. Those kids died. <laughs> <laughs> and were maybe eaten by Oompa Loompas. <laughs> or I don't know. So, yeah, I've never been a big fan, but I thought that was interesting that Charlie was originally supposed to be black. 
Uh-huh. So, which surprised me. He doesn't seem like a guy who would make his characters black. He, True. He just seems, like, really white and British, and maybe that's me judging, but... Yeah, I don't know. I heard a kind of racist joke about that, but it was too funny, so I laughed. Maybe I'll put it on Twitter. I won't say it. But it was about how they knew Charlie was black. (laughs) I think there were a couple jokes like that, like, why they knew Charlie was really black and his grandpa was actually black. Oh, I'm sure Twitter had a field day. I love Twitter (sighs) on a good day, so... So I guess let's just jump to the big news that's mm-hmm. been announced since we recorded the National Book Award. Yeah. They've released Ooh. all the nominees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a couple of them. So I try to th- <laughs> Molly's much better at like remembering who we've talked about and stuff because <laughs> I tried to send a tweet <laughs> congratulating who. No, that was something else. That was the news article where they had um Morgan Parker and oh. um, I think Jacqueline Woodson and I only remembered like two of them but luckily the tweet was so vague I was like look two of our favorite authors so you could guess which two I was talking about yeah. Um, but yeah I tried to tweet out uh, congratulations to Angie Thomas and then I realized oh there are other um, Eva, Zobo- Eva Zuboy also was nominated So, but we haven't read her book so no I was going to say American Street. She wrote American Street, and I probably mispronounced her name. Yeah, terribly. I think we. I think it was on our list, but I think um, we got some advanced copies of some stuff. Yeah, so we had we we had moved it. Yeah, and we didn't want to go YA overload. Yeah, <laughs> you know how um, we are. Yeah, so um, I'm looking at it. This Blood of Emmett Till. I remember we talked about that. Um, that one, I'm gonna have to maybe read for myself because that just sounds you sounds read like it's it depress me and then describe but. it to me okay because <laughs> <laughs> i just remember the news articles when it came out and everyone was like that white woman lied yeah and it till didn't whistle at her i was like mm, i mean really? we all suspected mm-hmm mm-hmm so and then i heard that this killers of the flower moon is supposed to be really really good there's a couple on here that look really good. All the poetry I haven't even looked at. <laughs> Poor poets, man. Yeah. They get no respect. They're I'm not, trying to find the one you just award. said. We're not up for this award. <laughs> I'm trying to find the one you just said. Which one did you say was so good? A kind of freedom? Uh, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. Is that under it fiction? Is nonfiction. nonfiction. So it's about oh, the formation of the FBI. <gasps> And oh. these murders that took place um, of uh, indigenous people. A lot so of I heard these, it's like a lot yeah. of these nonfiction titles look good. Oh, okay. Yeah. This one I saw um, by Erica Armstrong Dunbar. Never caught the Washington's relentless pursuit of their runaway slave. Oh yeah. I had also heard rumors that apparently George Washington had a slave, and it was a law that if you take the slave out of an enslaved area, it would they would become free. So mm-hmm. apparently they would take the slave out and just when it got around time where he would be granted freedom they would send him back and then bring him back mm. like you uh, oh yeah so yeah <laughs> dick dick woo yeah, yeah but there's some names we know on here um Jessmine ward has been nominated mm-hmm. um who else angie thomas as i said that mm-hmm. one's been nominated and um 
it looks like Jacqueline Woodson is one of the judges. She's a judge for the fiction, oh, which is cool. pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah. Oh, these poetry books look so pretty. I, know, I will never read them. <laughs> uh, I will say the most diverse looking sec, like the most just looking at the covers, the most diverse looking section is the YA award. I didn't even scroll down to that. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't see American Street on here. <laughs> you gotta scroll. It's late, y'all. It is. It's like I said, it's late. So, so yeah, yeah, if you go down, it looks to be the most diverse. It does. They're very pretty. Um, so. Well, actually, you know, I think a lot of them, though, um, just looking at the, the names, but I can, yes. think we kind of talked about that, how YA tends to have more, like, Diverse covers. Actual people on its covers versus Mm -hmm. um, lit that tends to be like graphic or um, abstract. Abstract. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to have to read some more of these, I think. Yeah, you said that. I'm like, that's really ambitious of you. Yeah, I put put holds on um, her body and other parties. And um, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. And I might look at another one of these YA ones. As long as I can get it from the library. (laughs) Exactly. It's spending no money. Um, (laughs) I've I've seen Pachinko Pachinko everywhere. I don't even know what it's Mm -hmm. about. But I've seen that one everywhere. That is the one about the Korean family saga, I think. Yeah, like Korean diaspora. It looks, oh, yeah. Follows a Korean family through the generations beginning in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, oh, so we are things. hoping. Mm-hmm. We are hoping to watch and live tweet. Yes. Sort of like we did with Queen Sugar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Last year they ignorant. had Larry Wilmore. Yeah. Last year they had Larry Wilmore as, an, as the, the MC. Oh, yeah. Or the host. So he, it was really weird because he did not really seem he was funny and he was good, but it just seemed it it was a weird disconnect to have him. Yeah. And seeing and like making jokes and like almost like a real award show. So. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I think so. We're going to it's on November 15th. And so we would I don't know when it when do the. Super, super messy this episode. That's all right. Awards air. Um, looks like they don't know when they're going to air yet. So, <laughs> so we'll that. let you know. Yes. <laughs> what we know. I remember it may air on Facebook. I remember last year, I think I watched it live on their Facebook page. Uh, oh, I don't have Facebook. Oh, no. We'll find something. We'll find someone. <laughs> I'm sure it may be on their website, too. But I remember because I don't have cable, and I was able to watch yeah, it. Or even cable, Channel yeah. 9, and I was able to watch it live. We get one channel, um, Bounce TV. <laughs> What's Bounce? <laughs> it is. Do you remember, like, uh, like the WB? Yes. But, like, like, maybe they weren't doing any of their own original programming <laughs> like uh what was that one where martin lawrence goes back to like art king arthur days oh that movie um yeah black knight black knight, black knight was on earlier and then they have a card game with um carlton where it's kind of like blackjack 
So, <laughs> I mean, it it's a like good a strange channel. channel. <laughs> you know, I don't really like Martin it. Lawrence. Oh, you don't like Martin Lawrence? Uh, Something Why? about his shtick. He just tries so hard. And I need him to relax. He's tried so hard so that people love him. I love Black Knight. <laughs> I just remember the, there was like one scene from that movie where they're eating everything with their hands. And I think it's supposed uh, to be historically accurate. And I was like, that was a turn off ever since then. Can't watch it. too much. So uh, Eddie Murphy, um, Martin Lawrence. But I know that she went to see Kevin Hart <laughs> like live. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. You did. You did. I don't think. No. Okay. I know what you're talking about. So yes. for my birthday a few years ago, my mom's like, my friend has tickets to see Kevin Hart live in Chicago and it was super cheap. Do you want to go? And I was like, well, I guess I don't have any birthday plans. So yeah, let's go to Chicago. We never did go get to see, we never no, did go to see Kevin no. Hart. This was my faded trip back from California one Christmas when I got stranded in St. Louis. Remember? And I was like, oh, my God, who did I know in St. Louis? And you're like, I can come pick you up. But my mom and I are at a Kevin Hart <laughs> show right now. And I think it's like, that same trip. But you, were, I thought you were in St. Louis. And you were like, remember, it was like real snowy. And that person in the parking lot came and started yelling in the phone when you guys were trying to find me. <laughs> and then when you picked me up, you were like, uh, he just sat on a big stool and was like, look, my feet don't even touch the ground. <laughs> This had to have been like six years ago. I may have completely blocked it. I think I you did. And I bet your mom and she was like, I want it. She said uh, she could uh, thread my eyebrows or like raise my eyebrows. And then we went to, we went to uh, Kim Burgers and then we went to Rite Aid and that old man was hitting on us. Are you mixing me up with someone else? I don't think I I've ever not. been to Rite Aid. Huh? I don't think I've ever been to a Rite Aid. <laughs> it might not have been Rite Aid. It might have oh, been Walgreens. Like Walgreens. And then I went to your house right after you got it and your cat. You had oh, to yeah. put her in the other room because she was trying to scratch me. <laughs> you oh, don't I, remember this? I vaguely remember that. I do not remember Kevin Hart playing a role in it. <laughs> I swear because I, I was so, because Kevin Hart and I was so tired and they lost my bag. And you're I, like, oh yeah, let me get out of this Kevin Hart concert. And then you were was- angry because you, all his jokes are about how short he was. <laughs> And that was the first time, like, I really had heard of Kevin Hart. <laughs> I like how we both have two different mem- memories of this incident. I do remember picking you up, and I do remember... It was Christmas, because I remember that, because I remember I had to yeah. leave early. And, yeah. like, the guy in front of us, you were, like, trying to make a train, and I dropped you off at the wrong <laughs> At the mall. And I had all my stuff, and that guy was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get to the train. And he was like... He was like, uh, do you have some place to go? I was like, yeah, the train. (laughs) In my defense, there's a shopping center in St. Louis that's called Union Station Station. that used to be the train station. So I dropped Molly off there. Yeah. You made it, though. I I did. I walked out, and I remember because they had lost my bag, so we had gone to um, the drugstore, and I got, like, a big, uh, uh, like, uh, sweatshirt and um, some leggings. Uh, because I didn't have anything and I was coming from California where it's quite a bit warmer and there's this huge like ice storm, everything was iced over. And so I had like, um, like the only thing I had were like some hunter boots because I was like, well, if it's snowing, I'm going to wear my new boots that I got. So when I walked out, like I had all my stuff kind of in a shopping bag, (laughs) 
uh, Danielle was like, oh, I'm going to drop you off. And we were like, bye, bye, love you, bye. And then, um, you know, I got in there and it was a mall. And so it was like, so I asked sorry. the guy. No, it's fine. It's fine. Because it wasn't that far away. It was like a five minute walk away from the actual train station. And so I, I got I got in and there was like a guy there and he was like some kind of manager and he's looking at me in like these ill-fitting like sweat clothes <laughs> with like everything in a shopping bag. <laughs> he's like, he's like, are you, are you okay? Do you want to call somebody? I was like, no, nah, I just need the train. <laughs> so he tells me how to get to the train. It's like, go out. And there's like all these people kind of milling about. Um, Didn't I pick you back up and then drove you the little distance? No. Um... I walked back out and uh, there was a homeless guy and he had like a big cart and he came over and he was like, those nice shoes you got on. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And he's like, those are real nice shoes. And I was like, He okay. was trying to rob you, Molly. <laughs> he, he was. <laughs> so he's like, you know, I saw some shoes like that and they, they're like $100 at the store. And so... um I was like, I was like, okay, what the fuck do I say to this guy? Because he's kind of like circling around me. And I'm like, uh, these? I was like, these shits are knockoff. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm just coming from L.A. I'm trying to get to the train. I'm like, you can get anything knockoff. It looks real in L.A. And so he started like laughing. And then he's like, you're trying to get to the train. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'll walk you over there. I was like, okay, cool. And you then made he like, I did. And he pulled out like all these um, like bootleg DVDs. And he's like, do you want to buy some DVDs? And so I said, do I look like I have any money for DVDs? And he laughed so fucking hard. And he was like, all right, I'll make sure nobody bothers you on your way over there. Oh, my. That's an amazing story. I have lived in St. Louis for almost 30 years and have not made friends with any of the homeless population. You just got to think on your feet because I when he said because he said like eight times the second I walked out and I started like walking across the street he was like those real nice shoes nice you got shoes. on I was like he didn't uh, want to take shit. my shoes <laughs> that's exactly what he was gonna do I need he was these. gonna rob you it's but cold I, out here but luckily I had on like your, your thinking cap my thinking cap and that um drugstore <laughs> sweatshirt sweatshirt Oh, so, wow. Um, I guess I, yeah. the long story was is that uh, did I go to a Kevin Hart concert? <laughs> We're both not sure now. No, um, no. I remember it was <laughs> Kevin Hart because I sat there for two and a half hours <laughs> while that concert went on. I was like, Kevin Hart seems funny. I wish I was there. I remember. I remember. Go through your emails. Go through something. I swear to God, Kevin Hart. <laughs> It's burned into my memory. Uh, I don't even know how we got on this topic anymore. Um, Uh Oh, I don't remember. Um, Oh, I didn't like, I don't like Martin Lawrence. (laughs) That's how we got on this topic. And then trying to figure out how the National Book Awards were going to be aired. Um, Yes. So, yes, I will go and search the texts and the emails. And I don't know what I was doing. I do remember that, but I didn't think it was that. I thought I was waiting. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry if you were waiting out. No, no, it was fine. No, I was at the airport because there were all okay. those teens around. And I was like, Danielle is such a good friend. Like, I'm coming out of nowhere. And she's going to come pick me up, even though she's, like, far away. And I was like, she's a real good friend. And I was sitting there and I was trying to think, I wonder what Kevin Hart is talking about. <laughs> I'm like, you know, internet or anything. 
He was talking about how he was short. That's all he. And talked that's about. what you said because you were so pissed. You were like, he was all right, but he, like ninety percent of his jokes are about how short he was. He was. I think maybe now that oh maybe I did go uh-huh. because I remember also being mad that some, wait that was in Mizzou I don't know what I'm thinking I remember going to a comic show once and somebody brought their kids and the comic noted it and <laughs> was the comic that T.L. Hughley maybe because that was in Mizzou yeah because the comic noted it and he's like well now I can't cuss and people in the audience yes. were pissed because he couldn't do any of the dirty jokes because somebody brought their kids to a comedy show yes I remember that oh my god Wow, Memories. that was a long way. So uh, let's bring it back on topic. Let's what bring are it back you currently to reading? Um, so I just finished The Godfather, Ooh, um, which is narrated by Fat Tony, which I really enjoyed. From The Sopranos? No, from The Simpsons. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even better. I was like, this dude sounds like Fat Tony. And then like, <laughs> it was. Up, I was like, that is Fat Tony. That's awesome. <laughs> what are you currently reading? I am finishing up our next read. And I should have finished it a few days ago because it's due back in the library, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm reading uh, Jasmine Ward's Sing, Unburied Sing, Yay. which we plan to discuss in the next episode. I'm excited. I'm it's, excited too. Yeah. I finished it on Friday. It's so good. Yeah, I should have finished it on Friday. <laughs> I have like 60 pages left. I don't know what's wrong with me. No, I, that's about the same part where I slowed down. I was like, this is weighing on my soul now. <laughs> I was like, I know something bad is going to happen. I know something bad is going to happen and I'm not ready for it. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that is our next, our next um, uh, pick, pick, which is good <clears throat> because, you know, it's up for the National Book Awards. And I think a couple of people on Twitter said that they were also reading it um yeah so. So, or excite or excited to read it yeah um i think i was thinking about so molly and i had a really interesting discussion about audible purchases <laughs> where she revealed she puts a lot more thought into hers than i do mine because <laughs> i was like should i get the jessman ward book on audible she was like yeah but i'm mad i bought it because it was it was like 14.69 which is cheaper than your credit <laughs> Like, I don't pay attention like to any of that stuff. cents cheaper than the credit, and I was mad. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. I'm like, I've been threatening to quit Audible for six months. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to spend these credits where I can do it. But at the same time, I'm trying to be discriminating about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so. I, the second that, that credit hits me, I, I spend it every single time. And it sounds like you put plan thought into it. I'm just like, oh, that book looks nice. I do. I try to line up the wish list and everything. (laughs) I got a long ass commute, guys. That's what she said. Um, I listened to the sample and Uh I wasn't that impressed with the guy doing JoJo. Oh, I like the guy doing JoJo. Maybe he needs a longer than. Yeah. Yeah. We can save it. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I may get it on Audible. I have to bring bring it back to the library before they yell at me. I never did open. (laughs) So I also checked out this book with like. A slave who's like a concert pianist or something. Huh. And she clearly has. Remember, I tweeted you the cover oh, of the book. Oh, yeah. It, it was she, real problematic, wasn't it? It was all kind of problematic. She's like a slave, but she can play the piano. And she like has an affair with the slave owner's son. And apparently, I guess he just doesn't do shit about her being a slave. I don't know. I never even got to read it. I felt embarrassed as hell checking it out. But I was like, I have to figure. I have to like. I, I have, have to, to see know what this is why. about. <laughs> yes. Why? So... And it was 
Oh my gosh. And I couldn't even figure out what the plot was because when you read the back of the book, it's like it was confusing a, to me. It's like a five thousand word essay. And I'm like, just say what the <laughs> What was the name of the book the, again? Um uh I think it was a Didn't slave a crazy prodigy. Name? Yeah. A slave prodigy. <laughs> so it's like, huh? And it's just like, uh, and like, uh, just don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the, um, slave with the slave master. No, books. I don't like that shit. And there've been a couple. So yeah, nah. they, they're usually written by black women, which I don't, I don't want to tell people like, like Molly was like earlier, just write. But at the same time, it's like, you know, people can write, but you don't always have to read. <laughs> Exactly. It's three dollars on Kindle if anybody is interested. Three dollars sounds steep to me. And it like it's just really weird. Like the slave master's son looks like he's wearing like tidy whities and an open button down. Like it looks too modern. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't care for this. (laughs) On that note, I think that's it. I think that's it, guys. Um as always, um you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Black Chick Lit, Instagram, BCL Podcast, and you can visit us at blackchicklit.com. Tell your friends to come visit yeah. us. Um, we love meeting new people. We love your friends. Um, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for discussion topics, you can email them to us at contact at blackchicklit.com. Um, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Yeah, that helps um, other people find us. I think we're we've gained a couple more reviews. Every single one helps kind of push us up a little bit and make us more visible on iTunes. Um, yeah. Thanks to all of our new, we got a lot of new followers in the last uh, couple of weeks. I we, think. Yeah, we did. I think, and like I don't know much. I think if people see you have more than a thousand followers, they're like, oh, they're legit, and they'll follow you. Yeah, which I kind of appreciate. Did you so. see Jasmine Wardstar following us? I know, and I'm like, I can't deal with that pressure. <laughs> that woman knows how to write. I know. Oh, like, uh, so your book made me like tear up in the car, and then I couldn't sleep after I finished it. Uh, yeah. I what do you think cried. about that? <laughs> how dare you, madam? How yeah. do you like those memes that we retweeted? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we gotta. I do that on my personal account sometimes. Somebody of importance will follow me, and I'm like, "Well, damn! I guess I should be more professional." Yeah, maybe get the photo of me drinking out of my profile pic. All right, put a picture of you double fisting drinks. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean business with a book in between? <laughs> These are my two loves. All right, I think that's it for tonight. Okay. Bye, guys. We will see you in two weeks when we read Sing Unburied Sing. Can't wait. Bye. Bye.